Hello and welcome to the Introspective Half Hour with Mark and Zach. Uh, I'm Zach and I'm a writer and performer and my colleague and friend Mark is an author and uh, we met each other via networking and this is our presentation of an expressive and freestyle insight into life direction and the impact of those choices on our health, relationships and place in society using film, music and other creative forms as a foundation for our discussion. And what we hope for you, dear listener, thank you for tuning in. We hope to shed light on the daily issues for for those of you who feel the same way that we do. And this week's topic, we're going to be talking about visibility. Um, I was listening to David Bowie on YouTube, of all places, and he was talking about how artists are not only socially dysfunctional, uh, as opposed to rational people who want to live a normal life, um, but also because of the expression of the emotion, how art is quite a lonely thing to do. Any art, it's an expression of diving into the, your darkest, deepest emotions. I feel that personally from a writing perspective. So welcome, Mark. Uh, good to see you again this week. How does that sort of message from David Bowie resonate with you? Does it connect with you? Well, I saw the, the, I saw the very same uh, clip because you sent it to me, Zach. That's why. <laughs> Yes. And, uh, and I found it really interesting, too. I, uh, there were a couple of things that came out of that for me. One was the fact that, yes, you mentioned this, the aspect of loneliness. But the other thing is also about the pushing yourself out of what we always continuously call the comfort zone. And uh, he mentioned how unless you are metaphorically slightly deeper than you want to be, in terms of the depth of the water, sort of the analogy was. Uh, so you can't quite touch the, the base or the ground. Then you're probably in the right space to be creative. Mm. Whereas if you have your feet on the ground, you know what your limitations or your uh, potential is there and then, and you can't really go beyond that. And I think that's what he was really coming up with, to me anyway, that was quite, uh, quite interesting. Uh, the other thing was he mentioned life choice. He said, actually, if we break it down into brass tacks, you know, the fact that he is a obviously very well established artist. He said it's probably a little bit weird me saying this, but actually, if we look at life in general, we aren't really here to uh, perform and entertain. We're actually mm. here just to sort of go through a process. And the fact that we've got now he said sort of 50, 60 options of something isn't yeah. really what, what things are about. Uh, we should be basically going through a process. And when you're an artist, I think his point was that it's quite lonely and painful to be that because you, it probably indicates you didn't have a very balanced childhood and that you have to sort of self-express. And the fact that you expect others to be interested is quite sort of um, an extravagant thought process, really. That's uh, very true, because he, he does mention the, uh, the to, in order for humans to survive, you basically, it's just eating and shelter, isn't it? That's yeah. your basic need. Yeah. Uh, everything else is... A, hierarchy of needs is yeah. all very levelled up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I do find that because um, the artistic process, is it about the expression of um, you're, you're trying to express some emotion that you can't explain, you can't openly talk about because you probably can't, you're trying to find a way of understanding it yourself. And because it's such a deep, almost animalistic um, feeling inside, you're using, you can use painting, I mean, you've done painting in the past and uh, writing or, or songs, the lyrics or poetry, just to try and express it in a way that can um, can grab that feeling. And is it, do we want to record it? It's, it seems a strange thing to do, doesn't it? We're recording yeah, you were recording is just basically archiving an experience, you know, putting it into the, the memory banks of something you're going through. And your form of articulation and mine are different. Mm. Our, as we always say, we've got different perspectives on a similar issue, um, which I think makes this whole concept of our podcast, <laughs> obviously, I think, yeah. subjectively interesting because we are covering a common area yeah that it is not common just the two of us but we're sharing our own thoughts and ideas indeed from slightly different viewpoints yeah yeah so, absolutely uh, and it is quite a because he does say that he wants to get through it and go on to the next one and that's certainly how i feel when i'm doing a yeah a book or something like or a play or something i want to finish it and then move on to something else it's that golden shiny new thing that's dangling ahead of me yeah, because there's, you see, that's the thing we talked about previously as well as the flow when you're in the middle of something and you've got the juices flowing and everything's, and you're focused and engaged in what you're doing, then you're at the height of what it is. Mm. The before and the after, um, well, I suppose it depends on your perspective again, can either be a challenge at the beginning and a release at the end, or, uh, you know, you could feel differently about it. You might find yeah. it at the beginning's a real, it's a very difficult start. Um, yeah. Everyone's got their own view on that, really. Mm. The empty page syndrome that most a lot of writers have. Uh, so tell us, Mark, you have been on an exciting experience this, uh, was it yesterday? <laughs> you started a songwriting course. Would you like to yes. talk about that to our dear listeners? Yeah, yeah. I thought that might be kind of interesting to to broach today because um, it was something I haven't done. And... I thought I'd try, try new things. Um, and presented a, a concept. We're going to do this on a weekly basis, a topic. And from that topic, uh, we are, we're sort of invited to explore how we could develop that topic into mm. a creative piece. It's nothing particularly new or massively scientific, but I just kind of liked it. I thought, yeah, okay. And, the, you know, the challenge is within a week to create something and then take it back to the group. You know, mm. I thought that was quite nice. And I thought it might be quite interesting for the listener as well as for us to discuss yeah. the idea of it in this podcast because it might, you know, give some, some insights or some thoughts or some ideas for the listener to go through as well. So the title of this particular piece is called Visibility, which is the title, ironically, of uh, this podcast <laughs> and the idea really was uh, for the group to explore the topic of visibility as an inspiration for a song and what we do is we come up with three or four quotes which I'll give you and then maybe for the listener at home they could also take up this challenge why not I mean it'd be 
some sort of creative and indeed uh, interesting to do. So the first one, and this is what, as I say about visibility, the first one, uh, the first quote is, vision is the art of seeing what is invisible to others. And that is by Jonathan Swift. Um, so that's the first quote. And you could probably think about the idea of seeing something that only you can see, or you can see in a specific way that others might not. Yeah. So this is kind of one starting point. Um, the other one is um, the true mystery of the world is the visible, not the invisible. Uh, and that was by Oscar Wilde. And again, maybe the idea of truth being stranger than fiction came to my mind. Uh, the next one is, as a boy, I believed I could make myself invisible. I'm not sure that I ever could, but I certainly had the ability to pass unnoticed. And that was the actor Terence Stamp, which kind of indicates, again, that being seen and not heard, we've discussed that in the past, is was yeah. obviously very relevant to his childhood. And then the final one is, I don't know why people are so keen to put the details of their private life in public. They forget that invisibility is a superpower. And that was by Banksy, which is kind of interesting, isn't it? Because he's everywhere and nowhere. <laughs> he is every, absolutely is everywhere and nowhere all at once. That's very interesting. I like the Terence Stamp one. It's quite an actory quote, isn't it? That um, an actor can walk into a room as themselves and not be noticed. Um, if they're playing a part, if they're playing a persona, they can become the centre of attention in that. Well, that's term. why most, most, most actors who are great mm. spent quite a lonely childhoods, I think, because they had to be creative, you know, in their, yeah. in their space. There's, there's one thing I always remember that uh, I was told many years ago, that um, if you walk in as if you know exactly where you're going, what you're doing, then nobody will approach you. It's having that air of confidence. You can walk into a hotel. I mean, we've done it. Walk into a hotel thinking exactly, we know where we're going. We know what we're doing. We've been here all the time. Where's my prawn sandwiches? But no, they're very, very interesting. The true mystery of the world is the visible. That's, I find that quite a nice leaping off point for some sort of poem or, or, uh, yeah. or something like yeah. that. And then the idea is with those quotes, the, the next point of the, the challenge would be, so if you were invisible, what would you do and where would you go? So again, this is, and what does invisibility actually mean to you? Some people think that probably could be lonely experience. Other people think that's a massive advantage that you could do so many things. Yeah. Um, well, I was just thinking, what what does invisibility mean to me? And we have touched it on an episode before where we talked about being at a party and or being in a social gathering and not being connected or even not being noticed. Uh, and, you, and sometimes that's quite a nice thing. But on, on the other hand, um, you want to, you know, if, you, if you're going specifically to somewhere, you want to be welcomed in, you want to be taken under the the arms of everyone and and um and sort of become an integral part of the group discussion but for myself personally i quite like being left alone i i i like my own company I, you don't I want to be put it. under the arms of somebody zach you want no. to be left alone yeah 
please leave me alone. Especially if I'm doing something like uh, shopping or something, or, or I enjoy days at home when there's nobody around and it's just quiet and I can talk to myself and come up with whatever nonsense. It can, it can spill out of my head uh, quite freely. And I, I think I, I like that freedom being invisible would would bring although i wouldn't want to be invisible all the time because you know we, sometimes you feel like you're doing a project and i mean i get this on social media i put a thing out there and it's it's like you can hear the tumbleweed blowing across the computer a very interesting thing that came up in discussion in the group um we'll be talking about well-known people so you've just started off with david bowie for example but one of the guys in the group said if I could choose, I would be the drummer of the band Coldplay. Why? Yeah. And he said, the guy is, you know, hugely successful, doing what he loves to do in the most famous, well, one of the most world's most famous bands. Mm. But no one would recognise him if he walked into a store, right? That's very true. I was thinking, amazing, yeah, because you're living the trappings. You've got all, you know, you're doing what you're passionate about. You're successful. And yet you could just go somewhere without being hounded. Yeah. Now, to some people, that would be the perfect gift mm. because you could just live a normal life, a good quality life, um, without being hounded. And other people go, well, I want to be recognized. I yeah. want the world to know. So there's a kind of di- you know, di- di- dilemma with the whole thing there. What would is you this- go? What would your preference be? I think the problem is that the society at the moment with the celebrity culture we've got, we're sort of being conditioned into wanting fame. Being famous is a good thing, but we hear a lot of stories from Hollywood stars and all that sort of thing that it actually it's, it, it doesn't help them along. It might get them a, a table at a restaurant, but there's an awful lot of things to, to redress the balance that is not all good stuff. Um, so I think my, my ego wants to be famous my heart and my soul would like to have the a successful um, product, you know, being a show or whatever. But the but I can go down the local pub and have a pint and be treated like normal. It's that Zach Thraves guy. Yeah, leave him alone. He doesn't talk to leave anybody. For goodness' sake, leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'll smash you around the head with a hammer. No, I wouldn't do that, no. dear listener. Wouldn't do that. But yeah, what about yourself? Zach's a pacifist. Um, for me, I fought into both camps. I mean, you know, the idea of not having to worry, but you can be creative and, and have all of the trappings that go with that, whatever it is, again, that's individual. But part of me would quite like the uh, recognition for it. What that, yeah. what form that comes in, I'm not sure. But, but while we were talking about that, suddenly, I mean, without going into politics, which is, again, something we touched on last week, which we should live, leave well alone, uh, you have to be careful what you wish for, because we only have to look at our, our, uh, our very own Prince Harry, who I, I, I look at. And if ever there was an outsider in the world, there's your man. Yeah. And he he's obviously had a very troubled childhood, a very, mm. very, very troubled childhood. And whereas the one prince has managed to sort of grab, you know, grab the task with both hands and sort of take it on the chin and live the role that 
you know, he's expect in the and in a way he's expected to be or present himself as with the wife and the children. It's almost like they've practiced it for months, years, and you know, ready for that role. He would I would have thought would have been the most popular of all of them because he's such a down to earth guy and he's lived you know a kind of well rounded life, and yet he's dived in the wrong pond mm. in the wrong way and attached himself with the wrong people, and now. You know, he's enemy number one. And 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 I just oh it's sad. So it is. And and he was see. one chap who would have been probably the most popular of yeah. all of them. Yeah, the poster boy. Um and it, it is it is about the circle you're in as well, isn't it? I think. Um, because this happens to not just it happens to Hollywood stars, they they reach a top, or even musicians, they reach a top. Um, and then you're surrounded by people sycophants who, who and you, creative that must drain the creative process because if you're told that everything you're writing is amazing, then you you're not going to actually improve or learn from what you're doing. Yeah, and then it's the audience figures that will tell you, wouldn't it? It's the it's the, the the record sales that will tell you that you're not going in the right direction. And by then it would be too late because they'll all disappear. I remember um, working on a, when I, in another life, I worked on top of the pops for at the BBC and I had the chance to look after Madonna to, you know, to take her to the studio to do her bit. Um, I could not get near to Madonna. I think there were about 20 people who I would say were ready for her now. And I could hear it going down the line in the dressing room. To, to get to her and um and then there had to be a space cleared and then she walked on did a bit walked back got on the plane and went home again but but it's interesting with somebody like that who's such a strong character and so well you know so motivated and so clear about the kind of things she wants to do um that she probably had an inner demon that kept driving her on in fact yeah. she did but um and probably wasn't affected too much by the people running around after her because she was busy running around after someone else. Yeah. And the others could just follow, had to follow her kind of thing. So just I don't, everyone's built differently, you know, it's, um, mm. it's very interesting in, in the way people behave uh, in that regard. She was also a master of reinvention, which is very much like yes. David Bowie, just to sort of bring it around a circle. And for example, you too, that have mm. basically shed their, you know, the skins and reinvented themselves and kept mm. it fresh and interesting and different directions. So this is what you have to do is the key learning in, in that regard. Mm. Anyway, so yes, yeah, so with this course, as I said, it gave me a structure yeah. um, with, with which to create uh, a song. You know, it's one week. So you've got a week to go away and within the construct, uh, confines of that particular uh, assignment to ask yourself how visibility impacts on you as a person, how you perceive it and what message you'd have to go with it. Um, so I'm scribbling away on that one and would quite happy if uh, the feedback was there from our wonderful listeners, I would happily read that out um, as a challenge to myself to make sure that I do it uh, because I've also got to share it with the group and everyone's, you know, kind of keeping on, 
keeping on with that is um accountability accountability that's a good word that's a very good word um but one of the things suddenly came to my mind when we did this kind of we did a bit of brainstorming in the group and some of the words that came to me that connected with invisibility were words ironically that we've already used in titles of our podcasts and in some of my previous poems and lyrics and the key words that came to me were detachment, disconnection, alienation. And then the theme, which maybe also we could use uh, instead of visibility, was going underground. Yeah, like um, that. So, yeah. So there, there, there were things that sort of came to me immediately when we were talking about it. So listener, uh, dear listener, as Zach likes to say, um, <laughs> You know, there's a challenge there for you, should you wish to accept yeah. it, to to write something and send it into the group um, about a concept of visibility and uh, or, or just your thoughts, because uh, we'd love to to have your feedback Indeed. as always. I will I will um, take up the challenge as well and write something about it. So uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. So we can challenge each other, Zach, at least yeah. uh, to to respond, and we'll see what we what magic we come up with. Sounds good. Have you, uh, I mean, you're, was it yesterday you did this um, uh, no, songwriting? I did this on Monday. Monday. So, so, so have you... A couple your, of days ago. Your creative process, the juices have started flowing, have they? Well, they always, yes. I mean, it, but when you get some, let's say, if you've got no structural foundation, it comes to you in all shapes and guises when you yeah. least expect it. But with this, they've kind of given you platform and you can start with it and things start to come to me it sounds great and it's a great way uh by joining groups like this and and courses like this it's a great way of getting some starting off point because for a lot of the time i need a i need a subject to talk about and if i haven't got something um my page remains blank it's but the other thing is i've learned over the years if I'm going through a dry period, not to force it, just just sit back and enjoy the piece for a little while, because suddenly an idea will pop into your head and it will be all all thingies go. And that's what makes this kind of conversation interesting, because, again, we, we, we're talking about the same topic, but we come from different perspectives and have mm. different um, approaches and we're built differently. So, again, yeah. we're going to have a different outlook on such a thing. Absolutely. A great way to to conclude our episode of visibility. We are visible. We are here. Yeah, we are. I think so. <laughs> Just check. Just check. Episode in airplane. Pinch me to make sure I'm, I'm awake. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. As We really do appreciate it, our dear listeners. And um, thank you for uh, catching us on YouTube and our various reels and shorts that we're producing as well. Um, that's very much appreciated. Mark, where can people contact us should they need to at Facebook? You're good. You're good. Yeah, we're at Facebook at hip not, not to be square. And of course, if you feel the desire to share your thoughts on visibility, you can just pop them down at the on the Facebook page or Indeed. in any of the places just feel free to reach out and we will be happy to get back to you so absolutely will 
indeed that's a a great place to end it thank you for your company today um we will be back next week for another episode um to be decided but uh, that's what's what's so beautiful about what we do here is that um we we are again during the week something inspires us and uh then we come along and uh we we sort of open it up to the floor and that's what we enjoy doing so i hope you enjoy listening the floor responds the floor responds it does it's it's about to swallow me whole anyway i'll see you again next week zach until then take care and thanks for listening thanks for listening goodbye